I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. Guys, this is the podcast that presents biblical truth. I know it stinks to live in a world where you're not sure what to believe because you're constantly being lied to or you're told half-truths. Um, it's tough. So that's why this podcast is dedicated to biblical truth. Not my truth, but what does the Bible say? What can we believe in? That's what this podcast is all about. All right, guys, so we started a series last week called Cults and World Religions. And so I'm going to do several parts to this. I'm not exactly sure, probably six parts. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But today we're going to talk about Hinduism. Now, again, here's my disclaimer. I am not an expert in all these religions. I have studied world religions. I have done some research on them. I have talked to people. Um, I've had professors to teach on this. But I am in no means an expert because I realize religions are very complicated. They're, they're very complex. And there's no way that I'm going to be able to do all these religions justice in just the 20 minutes or so of this podcast, okay? So this podcast is, is going to be the highlights, uh, some of the main features or the key beliefs. Uh, sometimes it's the key figures and where it came from and, and you know what do they believe as far as when you die, what happens? Um, so at the end of all these, we can go back and say, well, how does this compare to what Christians believe, what I believe as a Christian, and studying the Bible, what does God's biblical truth say about these other religions? So again, today we're going to talk about Hinduism. Now, I, I always try to start with the history, so let me just say the history of Hinduism. <laughs> it is complicated, and no one really knows. If you start researching it, it's not this real cut straightforward this is how hinduism started this is when this is a key figure that developed it it's just a extremely old religion that's what people kind of keep coming back to not really sure when there's different theories out there but ultimately it it's just a really old religion um it dates back obviously bc times so you know back in the old testament and some say that uh, it, it actually was derived by this um, kind of two cultures emerging, emerging, which brings me to, let's actually just talk about the word Hindu and where that word is derived from. Um, it's a word that it's actually for the Indus River, uh, modern day Pakistan and northern India. And the term was first used to describe the people that live beyond the river, Indus. And some people say it's because of pronunciation and the type of language that they switch the letters around, and that's how you got the word Hindu. But it ultimately was was talking about a group of people, um, and the this religion, if you will, kind of emerged from what some say was a polytheistic view, which means they believed in multiple gods. Their background when they were possibly invaded by some Aryans, um, again, back in the B.C. time, where they were monotheistic, which is belief in one God. Some people say that's not the case, but some say that is kind of where it derived. But ultimately, this is the region that it came from, and we know it's really old. And now here's the other interesting thing. Some people say it's not even really a religion. Is 
much as it is more of a way of life. It's, it's kind of the way these people live and, and how they behave and, and kind of their core beliefs. But if you look at religion in general, it, it is a religion. I mean, because they are believing in, you know, kind of this afterlife and, and their core beliefs and this faith uh, and, and a God or gods, essentially. So it, Ultimately, it does fall in the category of religion, and I understand what you know. Some are meaning it's just kind of more of a way of life, but we're going to get into some of those specifics. All right, so let's talk about some of the core beliefs. Like, what are the big, the the pillars of this religion? Like, what does it believe that stands apart from from other religions? Um, well, number one, Hindus will say that it's not possible to truly know God because the God that they believe in is impersonal. It's formless. It's an eternal force. Um, It doesn't have the attributes of a person. So when you think of loving or knowledge or, you know, these capabilities that humans have, they say that's not what God is. And they call God Brahman. And so Brahman you cannot have a relationship with Brahman because it's not a person. It's not, it doesn't have characteristics like a person. It's just this, this force. It's, it's the universe. Uh, it's kind of like the, the force in the Star Wars, right? The, the movies and the books, whatever. Star Wars, the force. Maybe the force be with you and how it's this powerful force in the universe. And that's kind of what, you know, Hinduism is saying. It's, it's this, um, universe it's this force that exists this power um but but not like a personality like you know a lot of other people give attributes to all right so that's that's one of the core beliefs right so the second one is every single person has an eternal soul and they call it atman and this the soul it just never ceases well to some extent it to some extent, it never ceases. But what happens is this soul constantly lives, even though the body or the, the beings that, it, that it's in may not always live, right? So this is that reincarnation where when one person dies, that soul goes on and, and lives a new life in someone else. Um, so it's constantly going from individual to individual and it really depends on the life that you live before is how the life you have now, um, which gets into karma. And we're going to talk about karma in the next point. But, but essentially, if you've had good karma in your previous life, that determines the life that you currently have. So if you have a miserable life and you constantly you know, or having issues, or you're born into a horrific family, or in a, you know, bad situation, or, or perhaps, you know, cockroaches, or rodents, or bad animals, or whatever, right? Like, it's because you had bad karma in the life before, and this is the punishment that you're receiving in this life. And the only way to get a better life is to do good karma, to have, to live a better life in this existence, so that you have a better future life. Um, so for instance, if, if you see a baby with leukemia or a child born with deformities, Hindu would say that's because 
of their previous life, that they did bad things, essentially. They didn't live a good life in their, in their previous life. Interesting uh, viewpoint. Um, so let's talk about the next point. The third point is this heavy belief in karma. So let's try to define karma. You hear it all the time. You know, I know students always say it all the time. You see it tweeted or posted in social media. Um, so karma is kind of this actions, good and bad actions that uh, will ultimately have some kind of future result. So for instance, karma in the past, whether you did good actions or bad actions, that would be good karma or bad karma, plays out in your present. Okay, so if good things are happening to you or bad things are happening to you in your life, it's because of previous karma. It's because you either did previous good things, and that's why you get good things now, or you did previous bad things, and that's why you're receiving bad karma now. And so the karma that you do, the actions that you do in the present right now, will determine what your future looks like. So if you treat bad, if you treat people bad now, you lie to them and you you hurt them and you slander them and you know whatever, rob them, steal from them, then you're obviously those are bad actions. You're doing bad karma. So in the future, you are going to receive bad things. Bad things are going to happen to you because of the bad karma that you're doing now. Now, this term is or this uh, idea is not foreign to Christians. Christians, it's the principle of you reap what you sow. That is a biblical principle. God says if, you, if you're sowing bad things, you're going to reap bad things. I mean, it makes sense. If you're a farmer and you go out and you, you plant corn, you should ultimately you know, reap corn. If you're sowing corn, you should be able to reap corn, right? Like you're not going to reap apples, right? So, so it's this principle of if you are sowing good things, then you will ultimately reap good things. Now, it's not the principle from, from the Christian standpoint, you reap what you sow. It's not nearly as strong as what the Hindus believe in karma. They are, they are very, very strong about it. Now, you know, obviously in the Christian world, we believe that if you do good deeds, it doesn't mean that you're always going to have good deeds happen to you. It doesn't mean that you're, you're going to have this blessed, awesome life. There's still evil in the world. There's still bad things that are going to happen to you. I'm not going to get off on a full tangent on that. We will talk about that more in detail, uh, maybe in another podcast. But I just wanted you to get this idea of this karma. Okay, so that's the third big point. Fourth big point, the afterlife, right? Like this is one of the big ones for me. Like I'm, like when I hear a religion or, or study a religion, one of the main things that I want to know is what do you believe happens after we die, right? Because we know we're going to die. I mean, that's, that's a given. So what happens when we die? That's pretty important to, to, to look at. So for the Hindu, afterlife, again, you're reincarnated. That's their afterlife. So if you do good deeds, again, the good karma, then you will have a better existence in your next life. And this continues because the soul is eternal, although there is a little bit of a catch. So they ultimately have a goal that they call uh, mashka. 
I think I pronounced that right, Mashka. So they believe that the cycle of reincarnation continues over and over and over until you kind of get better at it, right? Like you're getting better at this karma. You're getting better at understanding life and understanding the universe and, and dharma until you finally get absorbed into Brahman, you, you finally become one with the universe. They call this realization. So that's the ultimate goal. I guess that would be like our heaven, right? Like that's, that's the ultimate goal that you shoot for so that you're not constantly stuck in this cycle of reincarnating over and over and over, that you finally become one with the universe and just kind of, I guess, become this force essentially, which... I don't, I don't understand exactly the thought process as far as do you still comprehend things when you're the force or I guess you just cease to exist and your energy is part of the, the universe for other people. So anyways, that's, that's that. All right, fifth big point, Vedas. Vedas is their ancient documents. It's not really like a Bible or the scriptures that they are really adamant about teaching and you've got to stick to these guidelines and these are your rules or these are the, the things. It's, it's just really more of these ancient documents that were supposedly divinely given, you know, years and years and years ago, again, back in the B.C., that were given divinely to the to these individuals and there's tons of them there's there's tons of different topics and and books or notes or documents um, about anything and everything some are stories some are poems some are you know maybe life hacks so to speak um, but that's kind of what they go by they they read these um, documents and kind of try to you know not really study them and live by them but but utilize them i guess all right, so the sixth one, this is kind of, you know, wrapping up the six big points. So this last one is Dharma. Okay, this is another big word in Hinduism. And Dharma is essentially your role as whatever human you are, or, or even an animal. Again, I guess you could be reincarnated as, as a rodent, as a lion, as a tiger, as a monkey, whatever. Um, so what role do you have? Like, what function do you have? And so part of the karma and the dharma is if your dharma, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, let's take, for instance, a teacher. All right, so if you come back into, you know, you're living this life and you feel called to be a teacher, well, then your duty, your dharma is to be a good teacher, right? You're to teach, you know, if you're teaching kids, to teach kids. If it's college students, you're teaching college students. All right, so your role is to teach people. That's your dharma. And if you're doing your dharma properly, then you're putting off good karma and that you're helping keep the universe in balance to some extent. So everybody has different dharma. You know, a, uh, an animal, for instance, you know, they have their own dharma, a mosquito, <laughs> a mosquito wants to bite humans and I guess animals too and suck your blood and just annoy the heck out of you. That's their dharma. That's the mosquito's dharma. That's their role in life. That's their action. That's, their, that's what they're in, in existence for, okay? Um, so everybody has this different dharma and they believe if everybody does their dharma, okay, if you're all doing your role in life, then you'll help keep the universe in balance. When people start doing bad things and not doing their roles 
and doing something, you know, completely different from their roles, then it throws the universe out of whack. Um, all right, so let's go over a couple of key points. Now, those were our core. Okay, those are like the, some of the six major beliefs of Hinduism. But now we're going to talk about just some other key points that, that I feel is important to know and understand when we're talking about Hinduism. Um, so as far as religion, again, if, if I think the majority, I mean, obviously I haven't gone out and surveyed them, but from what I can tell, the majority of, of Hindus are going to say, Hinduism is not a religion. It's just, it's a way of life. It's how we live. It's, it's kind of what we go by. So for them, they see religion as human roads up a divine mountain of enlightenment. Okay. And that's again, where they're trying to get to this enlightenment, this being able to be absorbed into, into the universe or Dharma. So they just kind of see religion as that. Um, They also see multiple paths to you know, I'm going to say, quote unquote, God, the, you know, so multiple paths to God, living within your own dharma, remember your role, okay, so they don't necessarily reject Jesus, but they do reject his claim as the only way, as the only way to God, because that's what Jesus says, I am the only way to the Father. Uh, no one gets to, to him other than through me. So they reject that concept. Um, instead, they, they really believe in like thousands of gods, and, and I guess it would kind of be the, the little g gods. So they have a, thousands of these little gods, but yet there's three major ones that they believe in that kind of have, it's almost like the Trinity that Christians believe where you have God, uh, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit. Well, they kind of have their own trinity to, to some extent. It's kind of these three supreme gods. They have Brahma, not to be confused with Brahmin. So you drop the N and you have Brahma, and that is God the Creator. Okay, and they have this image, and I think he's got four heads so they can face you know, north, south, east, west, and all four directions, you know. But anyway, so this God is the creator that created, I guess, the universe and everything. And then they have Vishna. Now, Vishna is the preserver God that preserves the universe so that the third God, Shiva, does not destroy the universe. So I guess it's kind of like Vishna and Shiva are kind of in opposition or maybe perhaps enemies to some extent, or maybe they're on the same team, but uh, Vishna is saying, hey, don't destroy the universe yet, because I think at some point Vishna allows Shiva, which is the destroyer, that's that God, uh, to actually destroy the universe. And again, I'm not fully, uh, don't fully understand exactly when that's supposed to take place and how that takes place, but that's way off in the future, I think. And when at some point, I guess the universe is just done. I don't know if that's when everybody finally uh, it gets, you know, to this enlightenment where they're dissolved into the, the universe itself. And then perhaps that's when Shiva is able to destroy it. But ultimately, they have those three gods that they believe in. And then each of those three gods have different manifestations that are these like little spirit characters. They call them avatars that kind of come and go based on if the world is out of balance because of bad dharma, etc. All right. Um, Another big belief that they have is that creation is not good. 
okay? The, the universe, the, the earth, everything is not good. It has no real design. It lacks design and it lacks real purpose. And that's an interesting take because how in the world, I don't know, you can view the world that doesn't have design and purpose if you've studied it from even a biology standpoint. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive. But anyways, they say that it's, it's not a very good creation. It lacks design. It lacks purpose. And then the last thing that we're going to hit on is that you'll find with Hinduism is they are very, very tolerant people um, because they're basically saying nothing is really false yet. Obviously, they do say things are false because they would say Christianity is false because we can't believe Jesus is the only way because he's not the only way. Which, again, I don't know how you can accept Jesus but deny his claim to be the only way. So so you really got to reject him, and by rejecting him and by rejecting Christianity, then you can't really be accepting of it and then you're saying it as false. But I guess for the most part, what what Hinduism or Hindus would say is we're pretty tolerant people. I think they're, you know, pretty open to a lot of things. Um, and in essence, they see there's a little bit of truth or truth for you in, in everything. So that's kind of a wrap up of Hinduism. Again, guys, I know I'm just scratching the surface with, with this religion and really with all of them, but I just wanted to at least give you a base, okay? So give you a little bit of understanding and hope, hope that you grasp it a little bit so that you have a little bit of knowledge um, with this particular uh, religion so that, you know, at least you have an idea because I think a lot of times you, you hear religions and you maybe only think of one or two things. Like, you know, for me, I think when I was in college, when I heard Hinduism, the only thing I could really think of was reincarnation. You know, that's the only thing I really knew. Oh, y'all are the people that believe in, in karma and reincarnation, but didn't really know some of the other things. So hopefully after today's podcast, you have a little bit more of a base and you could really do more, uh, have more of a conversation with a Hindu now that you have a little bit more knowledge and perhaps pick their brain. Because here's the other thing. I think there's a bunch of different quote unquote denominations of Hinduism. So some will will worship one particular type of God, the other will worship a different, you know, God and, and, and some will focus on certain types of those ancient scriptures and really focus in on those, others on other ones. So there I really don't think they're all the same. I think again it's it's a big variety of Hinduism that kind of fall under, you know, I guess the big umbrella of Hinduism. So anyways that's the religion. That's the day's topic. That is the podcast, guys. I hope you got a little bit of, uh, of knowledge and benefit out of this podcast. And as always, you would do me a huge, huge favor if you share the podcast. If you uh, go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. That would help others find the podcast and hopefully find value as well. All right, guys. Well, we'll continue this series next week. And until then, I hope you have a blessed week and we'll catch you in the next podcast, guys. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no.